Hey, welcome to the Home with Havila podcast. I'm Ben Cunnington, and today we are going to be jumping into part two of our series on female friendships. If you missed last week, Havila had a conversation, an incredible conversation with her good friend, Andy Andrew, and uh, they talked about navigating the complications of female friendship. So if you missed that one, make sure you go back and listen to part one. But today we are continuing the topic of female friendships, and we are going to be tuning into a live conference that we hosted uh, back in 2020. And Havala actually did a panel with her own personal uh, core group gals, the, her friends that she has done life with over the past several years. And they give you kind of a behind the curtain look, uh, a sneak peek into what does it look like to actually find your tribe, navigate life with other friends, and actually do community and do life together with a group of women. So that is what we're going to be listening into. It's a super, super great conversation, just kind of a real, raw, you know, how do you actually find friends? How do you gather a group? How do you, you know, navigate the differences of seasons of life and all that kind of thing? So um, that's what we're doing today. Again, stick around to the end. We've got a couple of fun things that we're going to share with you. And thanks so much for listening. I'll see you at the end. doing hard things. I realized as, again, it's been seven years since we started this conversation in my own life. I realized that the only way that I've been able to do hard things is through community. Like I legitimately needed people in my corner and it wasn't easy for me to find initially. I think sometimes when we're in leadership, it's very difficult to find community because people... They, they don't know what to do with you. You know, when they leave the church, they don't know if they should stay friends with you. It's just a very unique experience. And sometimes, you know, you just want to be treated like a normal person. And I, I had this girlfriend, I'm giving you the quick synopsis, but I had this girlfriend who had this core group and she's like, I love my core group. And she like was in love with it. She'd always talk about her core group. And finally she said, yeah, you know, it's like, I, we have this opening. And I said, well, can, can I be a part of your core group? Cause they sound like they're really great women. And she came back and they, she's like, they said, no. <laughs> and I was like, but did you tell them it was me? They're, she's like, yeah, they know it was you. <laughs> it was Jenna. Jenna gave me the boot. So I was like, okay. But, but I knew like, I knew that they were a quality group of women and that I respected the fact they said no because I knew that that means they were protecting it and they weren't trying to meet everyone's needs. They're trying to figure out what worked for them. And so about a year later, uh, she came back to me. She's like, they're taking openings again and you have been considered. I feel like and I need so to I was give like, some okay, clarification so here. My next child has to be named after... What? <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> but so they basically, I was not the beginning of this. I, that's why I'm talking about jumping in. And I think I've been a part, gosh, Lauren, four years, five years together. Uh, but Michelle, I was asking Michelle and Lauren and Jenna, these are, what'd you call it, you guys? The OGs, which is the, oh my gosh, I'm so 42. Original, Original gangsters. gangsters. So these three began the core group and we meet every other week at 7.30 when our kids go to bed and we come sometimes in our pajamas and we always bring something to drink and something to eat and we cry together, we laugh together, we just spend our time. We're not always together. Obviously, we all have very full lives, but it's been a, a way to connect. And what we want to do with the, with the goal of this session 
is not just so you guys can go, aren't they cute? And that's a great group. The goal is to empower you to find your group. So what we want to do is actually deconstruct it for you so you can figure out how can I find a few people that might be good to build a tribe with. So we're going to tell you how it worked for us. And then at the end, we're going to give you some practical steps on what works and what didn't work for us. So Michelle is first going to share the history of the small group. First of all, it wasn't like, oh, no, not have. She can't join. I did, there were a few facts missing from that scenario, but we don't have time, so I'm going to, we won't. That's one of the facts. The other things were thoughts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So a quick history is um, I had gone through BSSM. And during that first year, I had gotten pregnant with my son, and then I had a baby, and I was kind of phasing out of a BSSM world, and I was crying with my sister, like, nobody knows the sorrow, the loneliness, the lack of sleep. It's so real. And she's like, you just need, you need to find some moms and hang out with them, um, make it low stakes, do it for a short amount of time. And so we did. We did it for, I think it was eight weeks. It was eight weeks, eight stories, eight homes. And we just kind of went home by home, eight girls that were randomly selected. And we shared our stories with each other. We shared food and drinks. And then at the end of that time, we kind of took a little breather and then restarted up what we felt like seemed like a good fit after that. And I say what seemed like a good fit because this, this, what you're seeing here has gone through so many different phases and iterations. And that's been based on season and the people that were represented within the group and that's changed. So that's, that's how we got started a while back. And Lauren was in that group and Jenna. Yeah, and then, and then I got added a little bit later, and then the two Kates got added last two years ago, so they're apart. So, um, Lauren, I'm curious, what do you think has been the success, and like, how did, how did you figure out who to invite, and how did you find out, like, how did you keep it successful? Um, so, when we first began the small group, it was out of desperate need, <laughs> like desperate need. Michelle talked about tears. There were tears in my life at that season two, I had become a stepmom of three and um, found myself after a year of trying to figure out how to be a wife and a mom, I was like coming up for air and lonely. And Michelle was in a similar season and those of us that were in the initial phase of the group were all very desperate for friendship and connection with other adults. And so um, how it started that way and over the years, I think, Seasons change and your needs change while your seasons change. And then, of course, nothing ever stays the same. So women come and go and moved away. And anyways, I think what has helped us be successful is identifying what the needs are in the season and figuring out, you know, it, it would be ridiculous with full lives and, and big families yeah. to think that we could be everything for each other and these are our only friends and this is the only people we spend time with. That's not the point at all. It's actually um, an add to what we all have going on in our life, which um, we've committed to consistency yep. and we've committed to um, prioritizing the time and actually calendaring it so that it happens and then identifying what needs are we actually trying to meet with this time that we share together. Because it can't be everything. And, and sometimes we only see each other once a month, especially if people's travel schedules are busy or if kids are sick or, you know, whatever the situations may arise. 
Um, but I think identifying the needs we're trying to fill has helped us be successful. Uh, Jenna, what's your favorite thing and what's been the most challenging thing about small group? Be nice. No. <laughs> so you don't want to name in that, that answer? Just kidding. No. <laughs> um, so I, I'm on the Enneagram, I'm a seven and we don't get like, yeah, we don't like getting stuck in things. So when they initially approached me about doing it, I was like, but what if I don't like these people? Like, I'm committing, there's no end date. That's like, if I leave, I fail. Like, it felt very high stakes. And I've realized with like small groups or core groups, it can. But the idea that after eight weeks, everyone had to opt out. And we kind of do that periodically and check back in. So it's like, no one's here, like, here if they don't want to be. And if this isn't working for you, there's a season. So I actually stepped out. I had my third baby last January. And I stepped out for a while. And I was like, I think I get, like, I'm pretty social. I was like, I can meet, meet this need on my own during these six months. And I just realized that, like, not having to schedule like deep connection with each yeah. of them for six different times. It was so much more of an efficient way to get a heart connect and hear their hearts and hear mine that I stopped, I stepped back in. I was like, actually, I wasn't able to do it. So let's do that again <laughs> because I need the plan. Like we plan out like four or five months and then who's hosting. And it's just take some of the think work out of it. And we also ask for like a commitment because it's awkward to be sharing your heart with someone who pops in once every three months. So like we actually need a level of like, hey, like, no, you're kind of signing with blood if you're going to, like if you are going to do it like that yes. you're gonna make your effort like I'm tired doesn't work as an excuse to not show up like that's cool but this probably isn't for you because like we want to like cry it out hear things and then also we were talking one of the things we like we were real with our discussions we we tried different things we did like a book club and we've done that periodically but mainly what we do is kind of give a share like highs and lows for the last like two weeks for each of our lives and you know being together this long there's themes it's like yep that thing's popping back up <laughs> yeah. so what are you gonna do about this time or I think I've heard you say that before so addressing that but um That's so true. we don't do like husband bashing so we're real but it doesn't stay in negativity right. where we're like wallowing like there, it's it we always leave like I leave even expressing my pain or whatever I just shared with them feeling like hopeful and supported and known not like yeah that does suck oh I don't know what you can do your life just kind of sucks so like there is this or your husband kind of sucks yeah like <laughs> I agree <laughs> so I just I don't know like a positivity feeling known heard we have a bit of a format we try to kind of limit it because in times that we have it like okay I'm gonna show this one yes, time yes, hey. So we've kind of realized things over the years, like sometimes we don't want to host. So we've met at restaurants. We're like, oh, that sounds glamorous. No one has to like cook. Great. Well, we do not open up like we do at homes in a restaurant. So then we all leave kind of like with these high expectations. And then we're like, that kind of didn't scratch that itch. And this one time we hadn't seen each other forever. We showed up. Havla had these gorgeous gifts because two people had birthdays and it was um, it was just lighthearted and we're talking, we didn't structure it. Like we didn't share turns like, okay, next, you know, you shared next, next. We just kind of let it popcorn and we left and, uh, we got a voice memo for Havla, like, <laughs> sorry, Havla. I asked her if I could no, share this. Stuff, but, yeah, yeah, okay. Saying like, Hey, like I actually didn't get a chance to share. No one, like it was, you guys all had things going on, which was great, but like, it felt uncomfortable that I was so stoked to be there and like, didn't feel like it was equal. And we realized like none of that wasn't any of our hearts, but unless we intentionally like rotate through that's going to happen because there's too many of us so there's an element of like I think we all want organic but like we actually have to have some element of structure to like accomplish what it's supposed to be or it's not going to actually it's like cool like we're just going to hang out but I actually want to know you better and I want to leave more known so we set a timer we put our phone out and you get seven, five minutes 
about five minutes. So we kind of do a mingle, and then we sit down in the couch, and we start sharing, and we go, everyone's going to share, your, maybe your high or your low, or whoever's hosting that night at their house, they get to pick the topic. So if they, something that they want to share, have everyone share. But then we set the timer, because you, some people have no gauge of how long they've shared, and 15 minutes later, you're like, I'm not getting paid for this counseling session, so... <laughs> So, but that has been very helpful because then it doesn't feel like you're awkward, like, can you please stop? So the buzzer goes up, beep, 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 and then it's the next girl. And, and, and you don't have to be like, shut up, but it, it does keep it going. And with restaurants where we do it sometimes, we also schedule it way out because our lives are very busy. So to expect someone to ever spontaneous, like, let's do Tuesday, no, let's do Wednesday, let's do Thursday. So every Wednesday, every other Wednesday at 7.30, we kind of know, unless it hasn't been scheduled, that's the schedule and the rotation. And we just rotate, we set the calendar for about three months about where the dates are going to be. Our Christmas, we have a little Christmas party a year. And then we also have like a girl's getaway once a year that we go on. And that's what and we do. This, and this year, our getaway was literally an overnight to her parents' house. They, literally. Just, they so slept in not. my mom's bunk beds oh, yeah. <laughs> that her, the kids sleep in. So four of them were bunk bed buddies. And Lauren and I, I think, slept in the same bed. She's pregnant. And I was like, I can't get pregnant, so we're good. So... <laughs> I think, and I think too, like sometimes you want it to be glamorous where it's like perfectly tailored and well put together, but it's not it. Or even our getaways aren't to Napa and like awesome spas, but we'll take what we get because we'd rather have a relationship than at like a Pinterest level 10. Like what is your actual goal? So, so you travel a lot, Kate. Oh, sorry. Okay. You, well, yeah, you both do, but Kate, you're, you are working in that, in the, in more evolution. How has the group been effective for you and how do you do it with such a busy schedule and four children and everything how do you make it a priority I think it's been so important because what I found is the deep deep desire we have and I have to be known so it's like you need to feel like you have a tribe you have people you have people who know you and see you because like the enemy if he gets me isolated he's got me yeah. <laughs> it's what have talked about with the facts that are going around and the thoughts that are we're surrounding it with if I don't have you guys to share those thoughts with and get feedback from, then I'm like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> like, these thoughts don't line up. This doesn't make sense. So I think just prioritizing it, and actually when Have first invited me, the first initial text was like, so this is a commitment, and if your husband's out of town, like, you get a sitter. I'm like, okay. Like, I remember... I loved it, though, because I'm that, like, type of commitment level. Yeah, you're like, this is happening. So I think it's just been so imperative. It's something you look forward to, and you do. You schedule your life around it. It's It might mean getting a sitter last minute because a yeah. kid's sick or whatever, but it's so worth it and so imperative. And Voxer. Tell me about Voxer. Yeah, so when we are traveling or not around each other, we use Voxer. Um, I've been a youth pastor for years, and all of the young people laugh at me whenever I talk about Voxer. <laughs> They're like, you old lady, you. I'm like, oh, gosh. So it's, it's actually changed my life and my relationships with lots of friends. It's just an app. Instead of doing, like, um, Apple audio message on your phone that, like, deletes or you can't hold it down long enough, I literally do it every time I'm driving, which some of you are like, don't do that. But you don't have to touch the phone. You just hit a button and you leave messages back and forth because with time zone differences, like, halves in Australia, we don't even know what time zone she's in. Or we just, it's like, I can't answer the phone. I'm not going to answer the phone for somebody calling when I have three kids on my leg and I'm trying to poop. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so Voxer's like, you get to have a conversation back and forth about real meaningful things because you're not going to just sit there and blab on when it's convenient for each of you. So it's been amazing to do updates. Like, hey, I'm at home right now with my family and I'm dying and I need you guys to pray for me. Like, 
whatever that is, wherever we are, it's been such a lifeline. I agree. Um, and, and sometimes it is in the moment. Like sometimes I don't even need the girls to listen to it. It's no, literally, it's just me saying it and me being get, to get it off my heart so that I can continue on. And then, it, then, then the people that do listen to it, they're like, hey, it's been two weeks. I just wanted to know how's your heart. I'm like, well, if it was desperate, I'd be in, like, I would be institutionalized, but I guess I'm doing okay. Like, but it's just how life is. We don't have the expectation of you have to do all this. It's just who can do it. So, Kate, I was laughing about your kind of awkward entrance into the group and the funniest part of how, like, confusing it was, but then also how has it changed? Because you've been in a lot of different environments and how have you kind of seen a difference in this community versus being in, in another community that you've lived in like with the girls oh, okay yeah I got tricked into it kind of not on purpose <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it was a weird I don't know miscommunication <laughs> Lauren had asked me if I would want to join I thought I was joining a bible study so I was like sure I don't know this is <laughs> awesome anyway so I went and no one like several times around like we're not doing anything we're not learning reading a book we're just talking and hearing about each other. So we had these like deep relationships. I kind of felt like a friend from out of town, like watching for a long time for like, and then I would be confused. Cause I'm like, are we friends? Cause like Lauren said, so, oh. but she literally said that she's I, like, like for I don't understand. You guys are saying my people, I'm not your people. I was like, tell us what you think. Remember? Yes. It was a very confusing thing just to get thrown into like a beautiful, like connection and group of people. And then I'm like, Hey, um, but it has grown into something so beautiful. And I feel like even, I don't know, when was that? When was it? When we had the almost breakup. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. It was so beautiful because we all were just vulnerable. And we're like, we don't do life together a lot. Like, what are we even doing? Are we even friends? What are your needs? What are my needs? And I feel like that, like, broke. It, it broke everything open for us. And we became, like, true, real yeah. friends from yeah. that point on, honestly. Because before we, like, knew each other, we knew the deep things of our hearts. But I'm like, are we friends? That's so weird. <laughs> like, I don't know how I know everything going on in your life, but I don't know if we're friends. So it was so beautiful with the vulnerability of, like, hey, guys, like you were saying, there were so many, there was facts. Like, we were there. We were friends. We were meeting. We were doing all these things. But, like, I had a lot of thoughts, like, yes. surrounding it, insecurities, like, am I supposed to be here? Was I really invited? Like, am, are we friends? I keep saying that because that really plagued me, like, every other week. But it's so beautiful because when I was pregnant, I had to go to the hospital for, like, weird things going on in my heart. They, like, rallied around me. And it's just so beautiful to have a group of friends that you know. Like, we might not be meeting at the park every day to hang out with our kids, but we know we've got each other. Like, you are going through hard things. We know everything that's going on, and it feels so, so safe. Yeah, I would agree. You know what I'm saying? I would agree. In fact, when we, we started, I got invited to the core group. Another group had invited me, like, hey, you want to come? And I really loved the group, but I thought, if I'm going to intentionally do what I'm supposed to do, I need to be with other women where I'm not the glue. And for some of you, you need to not be the glue in the group. You need to find core people that are like you but don't need you. And so sometimes we get in the need factor, and then we feel this sense of, like, I'm ministering every time I'm getting together, where I kind of feel like if I wasn't included, they wouldn't miss much. And it, it's not mean. I just – and it, it really allows me to not feel the pressure. So for you, if you're a leader, you need to find women. And what I would suggest – and um, Jenna can speak into this – but what I would suggest is – you kind of have to be brave and actually invite people into it. So how did you do that? Because there's girls in here that are like, or women that are like, yeah. I want a group, but like, how many do you need to have? And how do I start this? And is it my best friend? And what do you recommend for just beginners that are like, how do I do this in my life? 
Um, I would probably get one other person that you know pretty well and invite, uh, you each invite three. Because I found that like when I pick a whole group or they pick a whole group, like yeah. it kind of gets one flavor. But I realized how much more like the variety is really makes it richer. And I wouldn't have chosen them initially or thought maybe we'd have the chemistry that we do. And then as they like don't want to do it like lake at low stakes it's not a lifetime commitment especially when you're starting like let's try eight weeks let's try whatever setting it until so that people have an out if they want it out and if it's not working for them um also too i feel like sometimes people like love the idea of community yeah. and they want to reap the benefits of community without investing and i think like it's the showing up and the pain for the babysitter when our budgets are tight like it's the investment so that when you do have the heart you know like a heart thing like yeah we're there cuz we've been building this for a year it's not like you haven't been building it and now you want everyone to show up you're like so it feels very mutual like it's the small sewing like even Caitlin and i we both have 3 year old girls and we work and we instead of getting a daycare we have our girls babysat together for because I was like how can we have more overlap like we don't have the time but I want our kids to be better friends we both have this need so for two years our kids and they're best friends but it's not because we've it was just practical so little like steps that you can overlap your life it like builds slowly even like you were saying like I think too so it doesn't feel instantly glamorous like these are my best friends and it's not going to it's probably going to take yeah, a while to build and I think sometimes people want to ditch or bail because there's not this like instant six months in community and chemistry, but like see what the people have to offer and give it time. See what grows before you like. I would agree. I think going into it like that, see what people have to offer. Kind of like if you're looking for um, a tortilla soup, but the ingredients you have actually make a chili, there's just like, an, you need to allow what you are to be okay and to be good. And even if you want to bring a different flavor out, I think taking a lot of personal responsibility. Like we, yes. I'm even thinking of Caitlin. Caitlin's the one that's keeping us on track these days. She is. She's like, yes. hey, super important, go check your Voxer. <laughs> uh, yeah, got it. She's helping me. She's helping me and you actually. <laughs> <laughs> or okay okay these are the dates everybody fill in hey guys you didn't fill in your dates these are the dates fill them in and we each have a different you know and um Jenna meant or when yeah Jenna mentioned the time that we left that restaurant and it was there there hadn't been that connection and I'm a feeler I can feel it I knew something was up and I think that's the other thing like we each carry something we need to represent fully in our community or our tribe who we are if we want more authenticity and real relationship do it do it that that is where it starts in a group it's somebody saying I actually want to do that I really want that and then showing up and doing it ask the hard question or we're doing highs and lows don't just answer here think about what's your here answer as in really surface and then go here and then if you've got the if you've got the longevity and the history with this group of women go here because this is what we're all wanting is this heart level yeah. true connection we want to be known we want to have relationship that feels like god intended for it to feel with our sisters on this planet so i dare you to be really brave and do the really hard thing which is to take it from here to here. And you have a lot of power to do that. Honestly, it was one of the first weeks and I was the newbie, but, and everybody had, like maybe three of you had shared. And then I was just like, I could share this thing about my son who's having issues, or I could share like I'm having sex issues in my marriage right now. Yeah. It was that choice of like, where do I want to take it? But I just truly believe like the depth of all our vulnerability determines the depth of our healing, of our community, and it increases it in the room and in the space. And so I was just like, I'm going to go for it. 
but honestly, what that got me was I could have just stayed suffering in my issues. But then it's like, then Lauren calls me the next day. She's like, I have a great counselor and she's going to be perfect for you. And then I got to go to this counselor and then they got to watch me walk out this path to freedom. But I'm doing it side by side with sisters, not thinking like I'm the only one who's struggling with this. What's wrong with me? Yeah. And we celebrate. Like I was thinking, Lauren, maybe you could share a little bit. Like we have been with you in your pregnancy from the very beginning and we have cried and we've done all that. But this, we get to celebrate. Last night. Talk about last night. too. <laughs> Yeah, it was super fun. Um, my husband and I have been married for going on nine years, and we've been trying for about six and a half to have a baby. And so it's been a long journey, and these girls have been with me through the whole entire thing. And um, it was definitely one of those scenarios where you're like, I'm born for this. Why is it taking so long? This breakthrough is not happening like I thought that it would. And um, it's been really fun because I've got to walk out multiple things. I've got to walk out um, expressing vulnerably the pain that I'm experiencing, but then I've also got to um, practice celebrating the breakthroughs that I'm getting to see in the lives of people around me. And we need to be able to do that. Like if, if we're walking in any measure of mystery or pain, it doesn't discount that we get to celebrate the people that are walking in breakthrough around us. And so, but that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to learn and it's, it, it is a, is very, um, sharpening. It's very refining is the word I was looking for. And then obviously now I am pregnant and I'm due at the end of February. And last night we had a really fun baby party. It wasn't not so much a shower as a party because we invited husbands and friends and uh, because it's been such a long journey. And I would say this too, it's been fun to um, invite our husbands to become better friends too. And you can't really like force that on them. It has to just, it's got to, it either happens or it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? And that's fine. But it is fun because, um, all of our husbands were there last night and for them to surround me and Jason and celebrate this incredible, exciting promise fulfilled for us was such a treat. And I would say, um, I feel, I, I felt the depth of support and the, it wasn't just a baby shower and it wasn't just a, oh, cool, another baby. It felt like these girls have been in celebration mode with me from, for the last years. I mean, years of getting to this point, I've felt their support and their celebration in my life. And so last night was like a, such a treat to walk that out with them and to celebrate with them. You don't want to step into your greatest breakthroughs of life alone. It's actually not that exciting. (laughs) When you walk into your promised land by yourself and you don't have anybody to celebrate with, it's actually not that fun. But when you walk into the breakthrough and the promise and the new season of life surrounded by people that are supporting you and loving on you, it is a true celebration. I think that's how God intended it to be. And it was, it was really beautiful last night. I would say in, well, I don't know if we're closing. I'm not closing. <laughs> in conclusion, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Havila. There's another person, on the, big personality on the stage. No, I'm kidding. I get it. But like, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think a lot of times when I hear over, like people want this, but they're waiting to be invited. So instead of waiting to be invited, invite people. So like, if you want to see this, go make it, yeah. is what I would say. Tell them the wonder dinner really fast. Okay, I'm like, okay so, um, 
Okay, so I had this idea. I was like, oh, how do I facilitate a bunch of people going deep quickly? I'm like, how can you do I like efficiency. I'm like, oh, how can I make it? So Havilah had hosted these wonder dinners where there was like six or seven of us around a table, and we had questions, and then we all had to answer the question. And I was like, what if I did that on a larger scale? So we did it in her backyard a few years ago, and I had like um, seven or eight friends that were their table hosts. So I had a table provided, but I said, okay, you're – Table each has six or seven seats. I don't remember. Fill it with your friends. So then all there was a, a sorted array of people. Like I met people there for the first night at my party. Do you think there was like 10 tables? I think there were. I think there was 10 tables. So all they had to do was bring a pitcher for water. And then we just asked the guests at their table to bring a couple snacks to leave on their thing. So after like the first, and then I had written out questions and gave in, given them to all of them. And there was like two questions and they were like deeper. Like I intentionally thought like, what emotion will this question invoke? Like, what do I, what's my point of this? Like, how do I do a get to know you in a question that's not a get to know you question? So um, we sat at the first round at the table, the person that invited them. And then the next round we got everyone to get up and mix it up. So the hosts stayed at their tables, but everyone went to a different table and answered a different set of questions with different people. And we did it like three or four times. I think it took like two hours. Like It was incredible. Almost 60 people. Oh. And it was like, you only had to invite six people. So it didn't feel like I got to find this huge mass. And and when I think with the trick, the trick to what you do, Jenna, which I think is critical, is like you said, Michelle, like I know Michelle and Lauren or or um, Jenna and Lauren, they're, fr- they're going to hang out no matter if they're with us or not. So their connection creates it's a synergy that isn't just five five people trying to do life together. So that was what you were saying. Like, it's my table. I take ownership. of. I can invite five people that I know, but then they're invited to this mass party of like 50 or 60 people that get to know each other. And I met people there I'm still friends with from that night. Yeah, yeah it was brilliant. Jenna is amazing. You need to look her up. She has employees. She has, uh, she is, That's she's it. like her, her like legitimately three babies, but she's a full blown businesswoman, like owns her own company, has employees. She's the real deal. She looks really casual, but she's serious girl boss. Um, I know we're almost out of time, but I wanted to say, if you could give these women one encouragement, because I know we look like, oh, we have it all together. But the truth is, like, it's messy. And I have taken risks where I'm like, this could blow this whole thing up. If I'm like, I didn't get to share. Like, it could be weird. But I feel like if you could encourage them with one thought, uh, if they're if they're vastly like, how do I find my community? What would your one thought be for them to take to make that connection? Anybody can start, yeah. Um, I would say that if you want to be in deep relationship with healthy, powerful women, you have to learn how to be a healthy, powerful woman. Because I actually want to spend most of my time with women who know who they are, love who they are, have worked through the hard part of life, which is, am I valuable? Am I worth it? And so I'm actually looking for people who already have that intact to do my deepest relationships with. So if that's the kind of people you want to be around, then um, it'd be really worth taking the time to be become that yourself? Um, Mine would be, it's a common phrase, but busy is not a badge of honor. Because a lot of times that busyness is why we think, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time for friends. I don't have time to do this. But realizing that at the end of our lives or at the end of a significant celebration, like our busyness doesn't win like the people who are surrounding us does. So finding, um, creating space and stop making excuses. I always just say stop waiting and start creating because somebody's on the other side of your yes and is waiting for you to send that first invite. Are you wearing my earrings? I made these earrings for them at Christmas. I haven't seen anybody wear them yet. Thank you. Somebody just asked me. <laughs> that was like 
a compliment and a diss at the same time. It was an unfiltered response. What's the law, only friend? <laughs> What's funny is right before this, somebody's like, where did you get those? I'm like, have a lot. <laughs> we, do a, we do a Christmas party where we can only spend $5 on each other and we each bring gifts. And so I made them earrings and that's the last earrings I made. <laughs> Does anybody else want it? Um, I think... One of the amazing things about this group here is that you mentioned earlier that we get to get together and we don't talk about people. Yes, we don't bash great. our husbands. Like every single time we leave, we feel uplifted. So find people that you want to like, yeah. yeah, just encourage and uplift and, and, and inspire. Every single time I leave inspired. Um, even on days that I, I like come in like so heavy and my problems weren't like all of a sudden I didn't have a solution to everything but I felt the strength and joy and everything that came from all of you guys so find people that are positive <laughs> and we said I know if I'm not there I'm not getting talked about yes. yeah totally that uh, literally I mean you know there's groups where you're like I don't want to go because if I'm not there who knows what they're saying and I think that has been I can feel very safe in that that I yeah yeah so good um I think I would say when I went to youth group and at junior high, I remember my dad saying, when you walk in that room, go ahead and forget about you and look for someone that needs a friend and you'll always have a friend. Because someone in that room needs a friend just like you. And I think just looking around at someone that needs a friend too is a pretty automatic win. Because we all desire this and we all need it. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be perfect to be what God has for you in that moment. Follow that, jeez. I know. <laughs> she's the bleeding heart. I'm like the logic bomb, and then she's like crying in the corner. I'm like, Look, you need to talk to someone. Go talk to Michelle. She's gonna be your better bet. <laughs> I'm the logic bomb. I would say probably for me, what I hear over and over again from people about like starting small groups is the like, but what if it's not awesome? And I feel like give it a year. A year sounds like a long time, but actually, see, maybe you don't end up the whole seven that you started with aren't there, but maybe you became really good friends with two. And then maybe from that two, you pivot and start a different iteration that works even better. So I think like we can quickly, I think we just like instant, but you can't rush history. Like there's like a Wednesday after Wednesday that slowly builds being known and knowing. So um, you yeah, won't get It's like get you it. can't rush mileage. You have to have the mileage. That's what I learned too. You have to just come every single time and just put that mileage on. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah. These women are so amazing. And I'm so, thank you guys. I love you tremendously. I know that this is your moment to affirm me, but I feel like, <laughs> I, I'm just grateful. Like when you're with people that live what they preach, I mean, that's half the battle. And sometimes I come home and they're my, they're my breath of fresh air. So thank you for being here. They're not getting paid other than shoes. So I love Nikes. them. Nikes, they're so cool. I love you guys. Give them a hand. All right. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and found it encouraging and valuable. Hey, before we leave, I want to encourage you as well. If you love this podcast, would you do us a huge favor and would you rate it? Would you even leave a review? We read all the reviews. We love them so much. We love when you share and tell us what you love about the podcast, what you want to hear more of. Uh, all of that kind of stuff, it just it just means the world to us. And we even share it from time to time on Havilah's social media or on Truth the Table. And But hey, before you check out for the day, I want to tell you about our Truth Academy. It's just open. If you haven't heard, 
It's our online members-only community for digital discipleship. It's where you can be inspired, encouraged, and grow your spiritual life every day for even just eight minutes a day. We believe here at Truth the Table that eight minutes a day can change your life. So if you're looking for encouragement, if you're looking for biblical resources and daily truth, check out The Truth Academy. Just go to thetruthacademy.com. You can see everything right there. You can join right now. It's open. We have women joining every single day from all over the world. Uh, You can be a part of the community. Every month, Havla does a live training session and coaching uh, call on Zoom. It's brand new. We're just starting it this month. And actually, if you're listening to this podcast live as soon as it airs, uh, our upcoming live training is happening like right now, like tomorrow, I believe. So you can actually, if you're not a Truth Academy member, uh, join right now and, and, and tune in and get in for our latest training. Uh, we're talking all about how to live with intention in a complicated world. So it's an hour-long training. There's live coaching. And the Truth Academy really is... Uh, a full library of all of Havla's uh, teaching and messages and Bible studies and courses. It's all access. And you get access to a community, a tribe of women, like we've been talking about even in this friendship uh, series. Uh, it's a tribe of women just like you uh, that you can connect with around the Bible, around spiritual growth, around real things going on in your life. So if that's something that sounds inspiring or something that would fit you in this season, uh, I really highly encourage you to check out The Truth Academy. Go to thetruthacademy.com right now, and we hope to see you on the inside. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week. Next week, we will continue with part three of this friendship, female friendship series. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And we will see you guys soon.